right. Have you ever heard of epistemology? Hmm? <laughs> excuse me. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Epistemology is... Uh, it's the investigation of what distinguishes justified belief from opinion. Okay? And... In 1985, a guy named Neil Postman wrote a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death, where he said we're becoming sillier by the minute. And what he was talking about was this mental effort of retreating from traditional literacy and find in favor of a mind-altering technology. He was talking about getting away from books and watching TV too much. Okay? And... He said, as culture moves from printing to televising, its ideas of truth move with it. And the truth of things is easily missed because you are almost hypnotized by the succession of images and spectacles that are flying around on that screen. Well, Mr. Postman, he didn't have any idea what was coming with mobile phones and social media and what it has done to accelerate the transformation of reading into viewing. The swap stunts culture at the source. The word influencer is no longer an ordinary noun. It has become a career goal. And with, with lock and load, I'll get out there and I'll be talking to a gun company. They'll be like, yeah, the influencers we're going to be. I'm not an influencer, dude. I am not an influencer. I'm a commentator, but I'm not an influencer. For 26% of today's young people, becoming an influencer eclipses occupational choices that require training and formal qualifications. The thrill of that online affirmation, the real-time stuff you get out of stats and followers, and that crowds out time-honored pride in useful work. It's fascinating to watch because I've seen some of these people who started this back in uh, in the age of something called Vine, and then they went to YouTube, and then they went to Instagram, and now they're on TikTok. And they still use the other platforms as well. And some of them, like, uh, they've gone on to be actors, and they've gone on to have other companies and do other things or become models or something. But at the same time, they are aging. And so are the people that has made their fan base up, which it's... Very interesting to watch how this goes. But it's all about the young audience, right? And they develop this image of themselves in the audience to be like these people that they see. Now, public intellectuals were reflective writers and editors and trained and tested scholars who addressed an informed, morally self-aware adult audience. They understood criticism. From the politics of culture to the ethics and the economics, they presented an argument about rights, responsibilities, the health of the social order. They had an effect on political debates and public affairs. And while they had differences, they willed the, they willed the common good and set the intellectual standard. What about their successors? Who are they? Well, you got Kylie Jenner, 398 million followers. 
Taylor Swift, $270 million. Soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo, $601 million. Demi Lovato, $157 million. The Cardassians have a uh, combined total of 898 million followers. That's just Courtney, Chloe, and Kim. And that's just on Instagram. They also have TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Well, I, Twitter's X now. YouTube and Snapchat. You still got the old-time intellectual like Victor David Hansen, but the roster is short. And with each passing day, the audience becomes a little more limited. The term public intellectual is, uh, that's like going out and buying the rabbit ears antenna. It's just not, you know, no, who does that? To a generation that has been weaned on the smartphone, the digital world is the real world. Ready Player One. A flickering universe out there. And it erases the foundations of a coherent culture. A civilization, if you will, with the click of a mouse. And you got these people that have they have very little real life experience, and the kick of the peer attention trumps knowledge. For few online celebrities contribute to the public conversation. Most are digital spawns of the Vance Packard's hidden persuaders. No longer behind the curtain, they'll shill for whoever will pay. They become a brand, in, in other words. Like, you know, well, it's, you know, here's the thing. Real intellectual discipline is now resented. Traditional reading skill is denigrated as elitist and even racist. Deep reading takes too much time. But no such thing as deep watching makes up the deficit. Never will. And then we have Kai Sennett. We staged an event. He's the most supposedly the most subscribed Twitch uh, streamer out there. I'm, I'm not aware. I don't follow Twitch. They were doing giveaways, and when the freebies dried up, the mob did what you expect from a rudderless, youthful, almost entirely male crowd with nothing to do in the middle of a workday. They rioted. Rebecca Sugar, writing at the New York Sun, had a sharp comment. She said, these young people will emerge from their basements and swarm the streets for a glimpse of a guy who makes his money off of their time spent in their basements, but they won't leave the house to go to work and give themselves a shot at life as anything other than Kai Senate's enablers. They want to be the next Kai Senate. That's what it is. And uh, they dream of being content creators who get paid by subscription plus collaboration with brand managers. Senate is 21 years old. He's earned $10 million since he dropped out of college. He uses the lingo and he poses of rap culture to entertain 6 million followers on Twitch and several million more. They like his Tesla Model Y, his Nike Jordans, and his hoodies by Armani and Burberry. And then, you know, they, you know, they want those Yeezy foam runners produced in partnership with Adidas. Advertising is nothing new, though. And neither is celebrity endorsement. Now, it's all about being applauded 
for your personality. That's the proof of your celebrity. It's a bankable credential. And merchandisers look to install themselves in the buying habits of these kids. If you if you are a, uh, I don't know if you you know I have a uh, <laughs> I have a I have a YouTube channel, and from time to time I'll have somebody come up and say, "Hey, do you want to do you want to talk about this?" And I'll do it. And I doubt that I sell very many of them. And they what they do is they reach out to people that have some sort of a little following or something, and they pass them out to us, and we run them and see what they do. I, sometimes I get the uh, piece of equipment, and if it doesn't work, I just send it back to them and say, no, I don't want to review it. If it's no good. Sometimes I get it, and like right now, I've got one company that is uh, sending me tactical flashlights, right, called Olight. And everybody's like, Olight is no good. You shouldn't be doing it. I haven't found anything wrong with it. I am not one for dogma. I'm not going to sit back and if the crowd says, no, 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 we shouldn't be doing it. Well, <sighs> anyway, <laughs> somebody on the text line is saying that lawyer Jack Smith looks just like Adam 22. If you don't know who Adam 22 is, I'm not going to tell you because he's going through some stuff right now. So social media, the, the, the bane of our society. You know, and I, I said this in the promo. Orwell was afraid they were going to ban books. Huxley feared that they would not be looking to ban books, that nobody would want to read them. Uh, Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us, and Huxley feared the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. Orwell feared we would become a captive culture, and Huxley feared we would become a trivial culture. Youth culture to technology... That, that prophecy has been fully realized. I got something new for you when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Let's try to be quick about this, shall we? I do two syndicated shows, and on those syndicated shows, because of the because of uh, certain uh, production constraints, I never interact with an audience at all. So I, I I do them, and I do them. It's a very lonely thing to do. Uh, so being on this and being able to be in my locale and be local doing it, it was great in the lead up as uh, you're filling in for as long as I did. But now that I have this, I want to get out there because. You guys, the people that listen to this show, you're actually people to me, and I want to know who you are. So to this end, I'd seen this thing in Malden where on Friday they would uh, all of these vintage cars would show up at the Dairy Queen parking lot. They would park up on one side, hoods up, and you could go look at them, and they'd be sitting around and just talking. and just They're not even a club. They don't even have a name. But because I wanted to, I wanted to wade into the middle of them and just ask them a few questions. And this is, you know, I hope this doesn't seem too clumsy or anything, but this is the inaugural edition of Street Talking, or excuse me, excuse me, Straight Talking While Street Walking. Uh, I give you this. Go ahead and fire that up, if you will, wildcard. All right, here I am. This is the inaugural of Straight Talking While Street Walking, and I'm at the... Dairy Queen in Malden, where some of the coolest vintage cars are lined up, hoods up, 
I stopped by here last week. Nobody beat me up or anything when I asked to come by here. And here we go. We'll start with Jeff. Jeff, are you going to vote for the Republican, or whoever the nominee is on the Republican side in the general election? Absolutely. I will make damn sure I vote for a Republican, not some whack job Democrat. Do you believe that it was hot this summer because of climate change or because we're in the upstate of South Carolina it's August? I think it's because it's the upstate of South Carolina it's August. I mean, with all the trees and the grass and the flowers and everything that's supposed to live on carbon dioxide, putting off oxygen as a byproduct, how can we have greenhouse gas? Will you be, uh, when the mandated electric vehicle must-buy thing comes down, will you be uh, will you be buying an electric vehicle or are we going to start looking like Cuba? Hell no. I'll be like Cuba. I'll make my old stuff keep going. And do you believe that... As a man, you can wake up tomorrow and decide you're a woman. Absolutely not. There's only one person that can decide what you are, and that's the man upstairs. He decided that before you were born. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. All right, next up, we got Leo. I'm interrupting uh, his delicious Dairy Queen treat, and like I said, he hasn't knifed me or anything, so that's a good indicator for me. So, so Leo, will you be voting for whoever the nominee is in the Republican Party? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Electric vehicles, are you going to go, uh, are you going to be like pumping gas out of your backyard or are you going to buy an electric vehicle? I'll be pumping gas out of my backyard. Do you think that you could wake up tomorrow and decide that you are a female? Absolutely not. And do you think that it is, has it been warm in the upstate of South Carolina because it's August or because of global climate change? Because it's August. <laughs> it's hot everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Leo. I appreciate the answers, and I appreciate you not knifing me, and that was really good. Thank you very much. All right, I'm joined now by Mike. Mike, in the general election, when we have a Republican nominee in 2024, will you be voting for whoever the nominee is? Of course I'm going to vote Republican. Do you believe global climate change is the reason that it's been hot in August, or is it because it's South Carolina? I just believe it's a cycle of the part of the world, the way we've been. We've gone through Electric vehicles, do you think they're cool or you just want to keep your gas burning internal combustion engine that still works today and is mature technology? There's no way I'm going to buy an electric vehicle ever until it becomes where it's like within five minutes of charging it. And uh, last question, and I think I know the answer to this one, Mike, but do you think tomorrow you could wake up and decide to yourself, ha, ah, what am I doing today? Oh, yeah, I'm going to become a woman. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no way I would do it. I would think that. That's it. You're born a man, you're born a man, born a woman, born a woman. There's no. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, up next, I am joined now by Johnny at, here at the Dairy Queen, where the cool cars are, which are going to be looking at these sort of in a minute that you won't see because it's on video and this is radio. Johnny, uh, so like electric vehicles, are you dying to buy one of those? Definitely not. That's, that, I, I don't think there's any uh, any question about that answer. Do you think that tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, you might wake up and say to yourself, I don't have anything else I'm to do on today. I think I might want to become a woman. Definitely not on that. <laughs> and there's no way that somebody born a man cannot be a man. When the, uh, when the general election comes around, we have the primary. It's probably going to be pretty bruising, but are you ready just to vote for whoever the Republican nominee is? Yes, I'll vote for a Republican. 
Do you think that the reason it has been warm during the summer in South Carolina is because we're in South Carolina or because of global climate change? It's because we're in South Carolina and it's August and it's always hot in August. Thank you very much, Johnny. And finally, I'm joined again by another Mike, a different Mike, a different Mike. So do you think it is hot as all get out here in the upstate of South Carolina because of global climate change or because of global climate change or just being summer in South Carolina, which I said global climate change twice because it's absurd both ways. It's just normal summer weather. There's nothing unusual about it at all. Are you looking forward to the day when the mandated electric vehicle purchase comes your way? Will you be buying an electric vehicle? Absolutely not. I have no interest in an electric vehicle. Do you, tomorrow morning when you wake up and you look across at your wife, do you think that you'll have any hankering at all to say to yourself, you know, put on that Shania Twain song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, to your wife? You think you're going to ask her that? No, that's ridiculous. That idea is absurd. So, will you, when the when the bruising primary is over on the Republican side, will you vote for whoever the nominee is? Absolutely. No question about it. Other Mike, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, and, and that is the inaugural of that. I'm going to continue doing that. I'm actually going to do it this weekend. I'm going to be at uh, something called the... There's uh, and I'll I'll promote it, but uh, we have, and you you're probably hearing the promotion now. I'm about to do a remote at Upstate Warrior Solutions, so I'm going to be going to a a veterans event this coming weekend, and I'll be doing the same thing because I want to know the locale. I want to know who's listening, and I want to know what's on your mind. I'm going to try to ask you some questions. I want to have a little fun with this if I come up and I stick. I've, I've got to refine that uh, audio process. I completely understand that. <laughs> I, as I was listening to that, I was like, wow, that sounded so much better when I was recording it. But I think you get the idea. Uh, the, the guys, and I mean, I, while I was asking questions, I wasn't asking questions and trying to get them to give me answers. The cars. The cars, if you're into cars, you need to go by the Dairy Queen on Friday about 5.30 p.m. It's not an event or anything. It's just these guys getting together. They get their cars out. They've worked on them. Some of them, uh, you know, it's it, the, the, the care they've given to the cars is a crazy thing. Great group of people. And uh, I, I was very happy to sit there and, and chat with them for the moment. Going to keep on doing it. I got a question about the uh, leftists. I, I really would love to know why they're so intent on killing people. Let's see if we can find that out. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You know, there is evil in the world. And sometimes when you see it, it is chilling. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Find the podcast on the free Odyssey app. Talking about a nurse in London. A former neonatal nurse convicted of murdering seven babies in her care 
and trying to kill six others at a hospital in northern England was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of release by a judge who said she was cruel, cunning, and callous and acted with malevolence bordering sadism. What is particularly uh, bothersome is uh, to regard how she killed these poor babies. She sickened them by injecting intravenous lines with air. She poisoned some with insulin and force-fed others milk. After she would kill them, she would sometimes sob in grief and make keepsakes for parents, which means she was, you know, cutting locks of hair, and bathe the little bodies and dress them for burial. She was torturing these babies, torturing them. She's supposed to be protecting them. She's supposed to be giving them care. She killed them. And we look at that and we see that and uh, we say that this is evil. So let me ask you this. Why is it okay for Planned Parenthood to intentionally let a fully developed baby die if somebody doesn't want that baby? And we get this from a Planned Parenthood spokeswoman. Infanticide should be an option when a baby survives a failed abortion. Elisa LaPolte Snow, addressing a House of Representatives subcommittee this past March, said the fate of a baby born alive after an attempted abortion should be left to the woman, her family, and the physician. What do you call a politician who votes against giving health care to the most vulnerable among us and letting babies die? What do you call these people? Why would we trust Democrats to make a decision for health care for the rest of us when they will just let babies die? And I'm almost certain that Planned Parenthood has a higher body count. And we get this. Babies that survived an abortion are considered a legal person and entitled protections of all U.S. laws, according to the bill, which would require abortion facilities and medical providers to provide medical care for babies born alive after a failed abortion, as they would any other newborn. Um, what do you think about the people that don't vote for that bill? All but two Texas Democrats vote against Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. Every, every other Democrat vote against it. Why is it perfectly fine for people at an abortion mill to just let a baby die while women who intentionally or unintentionally let a baby die are charged with murder? What's the difference? What's the difference? I thought the media and all the other Democrats in mud democracy believed in equal treatment under the law. Then we get this from 19, uh, uh, November 2020. Kelsey Carpenter was alone in her San Diego department. She'd planned a home birth for her third child, but the baby came two weeks earlier than expected, so she delivered on her own, then passed out. When she awoke, her newborn, whom she named Kira, was not breathing. Despite her attempts at CPR, the baby did not survive. Police soon arrested her. The San Diego District Attorney is moving forward with charges of murder with malice and child endangerment and has cited her decision to have an unattended delivery. Why is that murder? And if you do it under Planned Parenthood's auspice, it's okay. We keep getting told that public support for the Democrats' position on abortion is through the roof. 
abortion on demand, all stages of pregnancy, even letting the baby die, just laying, you know, baby, moving baby, moving human being, letting letting him die. Only 37% uh, support abortion after 13 weeks, 22% after 26 weeks. That's not what you're being told. And when the media doesn't report the poll, the answer to that is because they don't care. When asked about the legality of abortion at different stages of pregnancy, about two-thirds of Americans say it should be legal in the first trimester, while support drops to 37% for the second trimester and 22% for the third. Majorities oppose abortion being legal in the second and third trimesters. So let me ask you a question, just between you and me. Why do Democrats get to draw the line on life? Why is it okay to let a baby die? Now, this kind of a crime affects me, you know? Especially with children. I, I, I love children. I love babies, you know. I look at them and I see such promise. My grandchildren are particularly delightful. I look at them and I see them, their intellect developing and everything, and I look at how they reason. It's fascinating for me. And in our society today, we have people who look at you as an asset. And if you stop being an asset, then it's okay to just let you go. It's okay to let you go. There are people in the world that will steady the suffering, and then there will people there are people in the world that don't care. All they look at is what do I get out of it? This is the banality of evil. And that's a big that's a big threat to you and me. It well, it's a big threat to anybody that cherishes and celebrates life. On the text line I'm getting, we could why let anyone but the host choose? Politics shouldn't be involved at all. Individual choice. The host. What are what are you referring to as the host? Are you talking about the mother? The host. Okay. Give me a little clarity on that one. I don't quite understand. And, uh, you know, no, if a baby is delivered, right, the mom, whoever that may be, or the host, or whatever you want to call them, um, they, yeah, they, if, if that's a human being laying over there on the table, no, they don't get to choose. They do not. Sorry. There's a little bit of an individual degree of responsibility that goes with this whole procreation thing. And if you can't stand the circumstances, then take the steps. Don't let evil overtake you. We're going to go back and take another look at C40 because it's just so much fun to look at what these guys got in mind. I hope they enjoy what's coming because it's going to be bloody. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. The Great Reset. The You know, I, I keep seeing them wanting to do the mask mandate again and the lockdowns and all this other stuff. 
Who's going to do that this time? Who's actually going to do that? I, I, I know that, a, what, a couple of schools have done it and a movie house has done it. Who else is going to do that? Who else wants to do that? I'm an adult. I live my life as I see fit, and they can stick it. How about that? Um, right now, Klaus Schwab and his evil teams of toilet people aren't trying to hide their plans for global domination. They're quite open about it. They, you know, very quite, very open about it. And it involves more than just giving up voting privileges, because uh, you know they've looked at things, and uh, Klaus thinks that AI can eventually give up. Or make up the, we don't need elections because of AI anymore. They want to see you owning nothing and being happy about it. Now, what I find particularly nauseating, and understand where I'm coming from for this, uh, I and many people like me either volunteered or were conscripted in a service to safeguard the, these United States. And I went out and I did it. I went out and did it to preserve the way of life of these United States. We've got a portion of our population that can't wait to surrender this freedom that we have guarded with blood. And I guess they want to stick it to those of us who respect the Constitution. So the leftist harpies are willing to give up their cars and meat and coffee creamer and whatever else it takes to look at us and say, ha ha! They think it's going to work out where I'm in the gulag with Dylan Mulvaney and we'll be, you know, fighting it out over the last uh, rotting cabbage. P.S. Dylan would lose that one. And, you know, I talked about this yesterday. They want to eradicate meat and dairy. <laughs> and they want your car, too, because it's easier to enslave people if you're underfed and you're unable to get away. So they're going to get rid of cows and cars. And uh, th th this is like Bond villains, you know? This is like Dr. Evil. Right. Yeah. I've been through the list before. If you want, here's the list again. Here's the list again: Seattle, Houston, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New Orleans, New York City, Chicago, Miami, Boston, Austin, Portland, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Washington D.C. I'm surprised about Miami. Warsaw is one of these cities that's willing to go along with this. They saw more death and destruction under tyranny than almost any other city in World War II, thanks to the Nazis. Then came Stalin. They also, you know, while they're, while they're taking away your Philly cheesesteak, they also want to, you're not going to be able to be a hype beast anymore. You're not going to be able to buy any clothes. Hardly at all. They're willing to let you get eight new items, but ambitiously, that would be three. Plane travel's going away. Although, you know, I don't know about those 1,040 private plane trips that the Silk Stocking Brigade took to the World Economic Forum. You got to also think to yourself that they probably realize that a few people might die. What's going on here? And 
The other thing I have to wonder about is, do they think that we're just going to say, well, sure, why not? Let's do that. Yeah, I can't wait to be a part of it. I got to give up steak? No. I'm on a high-protein diet, dude. I'm not eating tofu. Eating meat is a instinct. Not eating meat is a choice. And I choose to not make that choice. Their deadline is six years, four months away. <laughs> and uh, for those of if there's anybody that you know or love that's out there and lives in one of these cities, you should tell them to move out because very shortly they're going to become, uh, I don't know, they're probably going to be wearing the same clothes too. Very shortly, our true western border will only be the eastern boundary of Ohio. The globalist takeover in these United States and on this planet is well underway. They're acting like they have smooth sailing. And they're going to put us in a position. They're going to put us in a position where we're going to have to get kinetic with these guys. And I don't know what they think they're going to do. I don't know who they think they're going to get to fight. Because they're going to lose. And uh, some of us are looking at these guys and we're saying, okay, we know exactly where to go. We know exactly where to go and we exa know exactly who to see when we get there. <laughs> hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.